thank you for joining us on Limping with Cloud9. My name is Jonathan Nato. I'm your host. And as always, I am with Hamad Zaidi. Hey, Hamad, how are you doing today? I'm well, Jonathan. How are you? Fantastic. Everything's going well on my end. Uh, the, the last episode was awesome. I hope everyone enjoyed that episode. Oh, the Julian Lennon episode? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, mean, I love him to death. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. But as we said in that episode, I, I have an affliction to, to music. It is uh, something I love so dearly. And going to concerts is something that I've always done as a child. Um, you know, when I worked at the record store when I was 13 to 15 years old, that was before Ticketmaster existed. Mm, mm. So, so each record store would get blocks of tickets. That's cool. Right? And, and so I was like the happy loiterer that they used to <laughs> let hang out and spin records. And then as people know that listen to this, I would cut, I would mow lawns to get the money to buy the albums from the record store that I volunteered at. Yeah. That... But they would also give me access to killer tickets. So a lot of my love of the of music and concerts came from being at Tiger Records <laughs> in, in, in Overland Park, Kansas in the early 80s. So today what I wanted to do is I wanted to share one of the most magical moments I've ever had in my life. Mm. And, and I said in the swimming episode a few episodes back that there are about five moments in anyone's life that truly define who they are. Mm. And, and this is one of them. Awesome. Okay. Right? So let's start with today's discussion. Today's story is about me attending the Nebworth Festival. Mm. And just, just to let people know what it was, the Nebworth Festival occurred Saturday, June 30, 1990, in Nebworth, England, which was an hour or so outside of London in an enormous field. Mm. Right? For so, those of you who so was, it England, was it England's version of Woodstock? Uh, yeah, it was. It was for the Silver Clef Awards, which is uh, an award that, that England gives out to great musicians every year. Mm. But let me just share the lineup, because it was pretty tremendous. It was... Pink Floyd, Paul McCartney, Eric Clapton, Elton John, a Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin reunion. Oh, man. It was incredible. Phil Collins, Genesis, Tears for Fears, Cliff Richard, The Shadows, and Status Quo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? It was 12 hours of amazement. But here's the best part. The concert wasn't even the most magical part of the story. Wow, okay. So let me start by saying uh, I was on college radio at Ryder College in New Jersey in the late 80s. It was WRRC. Back then it was 88.5 FM. I think they've moved up on the dial. <laughs> I think they're, they're 107.5 FM now. So... On June 27, 1989, a year earlier, mm. I attended The Who performing their rock opera Tommy at the Radio City Music Hall in New York City. That's cool. <laughs> it was incredible. So after I got back from the concert, I got on the radio and I said, you know what? I will never see a concert as great as The Who performing Tommy. And somebody called in to my show on the radio, and they said, hey, kid, hey, Hamad, there's a better concert next June in London. 
for outside of London. Mm. But then what I did is I tried to get tickets. Everything was sold out. Then I found a company that sold. You know how people win trips off the radio station? Yeah, yeah. I found the company that sells trips to the radio stations. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I still remember this like it was yesterday. The company's name was RPMC, which stood for Radio Promotions and Media Consultants. Hmm. And they were in, the, in New Jersey or New York. And they had decided to open up um, the opportunity for people to buy the trip that other people were winning. Okay. So here's the point. When I, the trip was $2,000. So what I did is I called American Express and I said, so the most I've ever spent on your card is $170. <laughs> right? <laughs> What, what do I need to do to get you to approve a $2,000 charge, right? Yeah. And the lady's like, well, why? And I said, I really want to go to a concert. <laughs> <laughs> she, she thought about it, and I had to convince her, but then she said, she goes, you know, we do have a portion of Amex called Sign and Travel, which means – you don't have to pay it within 30 days, like in most cases with American Express. Yeah, yeah. You, we can bill it as a travel charge, and you can make payments on it. No kidding. So I was in. But he, here's what happened. I go to London. I'm thrilled. It was a nine-day trip, an eight- or nine-day trip. I was just so blown away happy that I was going to be able to do this. So I get to London. As, as you can expect, most people that won the trip got to take a friend. Right. So, most people were already paired up. So even the people that bought the trip, most people were paired up. There was only a handful of people that were single people that bought the trip. Does mm. that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. So when I got there, I was this 22-year-old kid, and I get to my room, and there's a man in my, in my room. I knew I was going to have a roommate, right? But yeah. I didn't know who. right. There's a man in my room, and I looked at him, and I said, hi, I'm Hamad. And he goes, hey, kid, I'm Gary. How old are you? And I said, I'm 22. And he goes, Hamad, I'm 45, and I have AIDS. Whew. Yeah, and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yeah, you know the thing that you've been reading about? Um, I have it. Right? So Gary told me. And just to give you guys a reference, Magic Johnson didn't come out with having HIV until 91. Yeah, exactly. So, so this was really like taboo, if you will, to, to even come out and admit you have AIDS. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So Gary told me he had AIDS, and he said, uh, if this bothers you, you can request another roommate. And I said, no, man, it doesn't bother me at all, at all. I'm totally fine with it. You didn't even have to tell me. Then Gary told me the one thing that changed my life at that moment. Mm. You, know what it was? you know what it was? No. He said, listen, kid, when I, found out I had, when I found out I had AIDS, I took a second mortgage on my home, and I'm taking one trip every month until I die. Right? Mm. And he goes, find the things you really want to do in your life. And do them. Because you're only 22. Your life could end at any second. Mm. And what do you really want to do? 
And so I said, well, a couple things. I've always wanted to go to UCLA film school. And, and Gary chuckled, and he's like, you know what? I live in Riverside, California. Where do you live? And I said, well, I live in New Jersey. And he's like, what are you doing in Jersey? You're, you seem like a Californian, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I told him, I said, you don't, you don't know, man. I've wanted to live in Los Angeles since kindergarten. And he literally put his hands on my shoulders, and he's like, I know we just met 20 minutes ago, but I got to tell you, kid, you got to do it. You got to drop everything and go to California. If you want to go to UCLA Film School, if you want to live in California, if you don't do it when you're young, you will never, ever do it. Mm. Right? Mm. That triggered, Jonathan, me spending the next eight or nine days with Gary. We, we walked, you know, the famous Abbey Road crosswalk of Beatles fame. Nice. We, we went to the concert together. I remember he was a real bulky, fit guy. And, you know, I'm small. Right? <laughs> so, so I remember during the Paul McCartney set, he actually put me on his shoulders and muscled us to the third row. No cannon. It was, like, unbelievable. I mean, I, was, I had tears down my, my, my face the whole time because I was like, this, is, I will, this just blew me away. Yeah. That I could be in this moment, right? Yeah. And so at the end of the trip, as we were going to the airport, because remember, um, we flew to New York together, but then he took another plane back to California, and okay. I, I, I lived in Jersey. Yeah, right? yeah. I remember at, at JFK Airport, Gary told me, he goes, listen, you'll never see me again. I probably won't be alive. But promise me you're going to chase your dreams. Right. Yeah. And and, you know, me, I was a kid. I was like, ah, I'll see you again, man. We'll keep in touch. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, we didn't. And and I don't know if he's living or not. I'm assuming he's probably not because he he had full blown age. Yeah. And at that time, the medicine and stuff wasn't, you know, wasn't there yet. So, yeah, it wasn't very good. So, yeah. but I will share this. I went and told my dad and mom, I said, you know what? I want to go to California. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, I'm serious. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go to UCLA film school. I want to like do all these things I wanted to do. I want to go to the Super Bowl. And they're like, we thought you got it out of your system. You just went to this crazy concert. Now you want to leave New Jersey. But you know, my sister already lived in California at the time. Mm. She left, she left six months earlier. Mm. So I just said, look, I'm going. And I'm happy to report, I landed back in June 30. And I landed on July 3rd, back from the concert. Yeah. And by August 20 of the same year, like six and a half weeks later, I was a California resident. No kidding. You know, I just dropped everything and said, this is something I have to do. You know? So you, I mean, and, so you dropped out of college in Jersey and just left then, right? But actually, to be honest with you, there's another wrinkle to this whole story, but to be honest with you, I was at Ryder College on a scholarship, and mm. then my scholarship failed to pay my tuition. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny that this, this adds another wrinkle to the story, but if people listen to this podcast, they'll know I'm a pretty open person. I don't hold anything back. So, I still remember being on the radio at Ryder. Yeah. 
having the bursar's office call me and say, we need to see you as soon as you get done from, um, you know, your show. So I went to the bursar's office and I'm like, yeah, what's the problem? And they go, you know what? The, uh, the foundation that's supposed to be paying your, your tuition, it hasn't paid in a year. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, you're kidding. And they go, nope. So, you know, unless, unless you have $40,000 to give us, <laughs> um, you're no longer a student at Ryder College. Man, that, that, that is so insane. Like that, there's yet another reason to leave. You know, like that, that sort of sealed the deal right there. It, it did. And, you know, and I guess to be honest with you, it's funny. As I'm sharing all this stuff, because I'll share everything about my life. As I'm sharing this stuff, people look at me like, God, that guy had a, you know, that was, that guy's a bit of a loser there. Because, you, know, <laughs> you, you know, the only job I could get when um, I was no longer a student at Ryder? Mm. Great Adventure which is a theme park, a Six Flags theme oh, park. Oh, man, I love, I, I used to go to that, um, uh, oh, no, wait, sorry, sorry. The, I'm, I'm picturing one called Great Escape, which is in Lake Georgia, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Great Adventure is in Jackson, New Jersey. Okay. And the first job I got at Great Adventure during the semesters that I was no longer a college student mm. was a change belt guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was there. I was a change belt guy. I worked at the Mad Hatter which is a hat store. Yeah. And then I did the special effects for the U.S. high diving show, the dolphin show, and some of the concerts. Hmm. And it was that semester that I, the semester that I was no longer a student right before I went to, to Network, that I realized how important college was. <laughs> like, my God, being a college student is way better than doing this, right? <laughs> and wrong with those jobs for the, those people that have those jobs it was a great company i had a great experience there but for me it just made me take my education more seriously yeah so so then when you when you made it over to, to california how long was it until you made it into ucla well when i made it to california i applied to cal state northridge which is where i finished my undergraduate degree okay and then i went to ucla for graduate school um three years later awesome you know but I will wrap up this part of the story with one thing. One thing I always remembered about Gary is that he always said I'd remember June 30th, right? Mm, mm, yeah. Kept saying it. So, and that concert was June 30, 1990. So, what happened on June 30, 21 years later? Hmm, 21 years later, 1990, 2021. Uh, I don't know. 2011, June? June 30, 2011, my twin daughters, Lena and Zoe, were born. Ha! No kidding. And when they were born on June 30, at the hospital, as I'm cutting their umbilical cords, as I'm, you know, saying happy birthday to them and holding my daughters for the first time. Yeah. I'm thinking in my head, thank God they're healthy. You know, and... My God, Gary was right. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It was really weird because I haven't even thought, again, like the Julian Lennon story prior, I hadn't thought of Gary in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was out of sight, out of mind. And then the two most precious things in my planet, you know, Zoe and Lena, they were born on the day that Gary told me I'd never forget. Man, that, that is awesome. 
Yeah, it's funny how you can meet those like pivotal people in your life, and even even though you only knew him for like those eight or nine days, like like you said, he's one of those top five kind of situations in your life that really shaped and molded you in, into who you are. And it's it's funny how people like that n probably never realized the impact they had. But um, I just wanted to share that story because I think it's one of those moments that really made me who I am. Yeah, no, I mean, just just from hearing it now, I, I could totally see why. Like, that was kind of like the the poker prod, if you will. Like, I, I think you probably had that in you. It just took Gary to kind of pull it out of you. Yeah, I guess with that being said, we can wrap things up here, Hamad. So how, how can people get a hold of you? Well, they can email me at Hamad at HamadZaidi.com. That's H-A-M-M-A-D at H-A-M-M-A-D-Z-A-I-D-I.com. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, 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 if you like it, give us a great review. We're just trying to get the word out and reach as many people as we can. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, again, everyone, thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. Like Hamad said, uh, reviews would be great. I think, I have to double check, but I think Google Play, you can also leave reviews. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, if you listen okay. to it on Google Play, leave a review there too. And, uh, you know, whatever you can do, tweet, you know, tweet at Facebook, Google+, whatever it is you use, you know, you know, help help spread, uh, you know, Limping on Cloud9 podcast. We appreciate everyone listening and downloading and spreading the word. And uh, go yeah, ahead. absolutely. We really do. And, uh, you know, again, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for downloading. And we'll talk to you all next episode. See ya. Take care.